The Chicago Blackhawks have now surpassed the midway point of the regular season, meaning it's time to get into part one of my midseason prospect rankings. I'll get into the first five players to crack my list and plenty of honorable mentions right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 25th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. Make sure to go and download all of the latest episodes. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. For those of you who may not be aware yet, I will be giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to a game sometime in the second half of the regular season. And all you have to do in order to qualify, first, you have to go and either leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Bonus points to those who leave a five-star review. And in that review, you also have to drop the name of your YouTube channel because the second thing you got to do is you have to subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. If I see review and choose you to be the winner, but you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, I'm going to choose someone else. You have to do both. Also, with every episode now having a video uploaded to YouTube as well, it only makes sense to go and subscribe to the channel. It takes two seconds. It's also 100% for free, and it really does help me out tremendously. So make sure to go and do that. Also, make sure to go and smash the like button down below and comment as to how you feel about part one of my midseason prospect rankings for the Chicago Blackhawks. Let me know if you agree, disagree, if you would change the order around on some things. I want to know. Let me hear about it down below in the comments section. And last, go and ring that bell. Turn on those push notifications, folks, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thanks as always for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. I apologize for the episode coming out a little later on here in the afternoon, but with the Blackhawks out West, it was a nine o'clock central time puck drop last night against the Vancouver Canucks and the Blackhawks wind up putting up a stinker of an effort, tallying a whopping 14 shots on goal. I didn't end up going to bed till about 1, 1.30. So this episode got prolonged a little bit here today, but better late than never, as I always like to say. So thanks to all of you out there who patiently waited for the episode and bared with me here to start off your day. But we got a really entertaining show, one that I'm really excited for on tap here today, folks. As you already know by the title of the video and the title of the episode, if you're listening to the podcast, I will be going over part one of my midseason prospect rankings as the Chicago Blackhawks are now a few games past the midway point of the 2022-2023 NHL regular season. And this prospect rankings, it's something I've been doing the last couple of years. I always do one right before the start of the season, one at the midway point, and then one at the conclusion of the regular season. I think I've done it this way for the past two years now. Uh, and it's always really cool to see, you know, different guys rise in the rankings and 
kind of almost change your mind a little bit about their potential futures in the NHL. And with Kyle Davidson now being, uh, have been the general manager for over a year now for this franchise, I think. It's coming up on a year, I know. Um, but there's no doubt the Blackhawks have added a lot of names to their prospect pool, and it's deeper than it's been in quite some time. So that's what makes you know breaking down this list a little bit more exciting than it's been in years past. And w- when you get down to the like five through ten range, it's it's really close. There could be a lot of guys um, you could have in, in different spots. So that that's also one thing I wanted to mention. I always mention this when I do prospect rankings, but this is the way I view it might not be the way that every Blackhawks beat writer views it or someone else views it, or you as a fan sees it. This is just the way that I see it. And obviously with these guys being prospects and a lot of them still being a few years away from the NHL, it's a lot of guesswork involved anyway. I'm not a professional scout or a, a, you know, a, a prospect ranker for any sort of website or the NHL or no, nothing along those lines. But I will say I've been pretty decent in terms of the prospect rankings in the last couple of years. So hopefully that will continue to be a theme here uh, as the Blackhawks are starting to rely on that prospect pool more and more uh, as we move forward into this rebuild. But without further ado, enough me rambling on, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, first, I did want to say though, Real quick, I wanted to mention that Ian Mitchell, who was uh, on my prospect rankings to begin the season, he is no longer going to be eligible to be on this list. He's kind of surpassed that point in his career. I think he's no longer a prospect, even if he does get sent back down to the AHL. He's 24 years old, so or he's at least going to be 24. He's either 23 or about to turn 24. The time is ticking on Ian Mitchell. I don't think we can call him a prospect any longer. Philip Ruse. Uh, is another guy who is no longer going to be eligible since he's 24 years old already. So neither of those two guys qualify in my ranking. So if you're going to say, where's Ian Mitchell or where's Philip Ruse? Those two guys I don't have as eligible. All right, let's go ahead and get on into it. As I always do, I'm going to start off with my honorable mentions for this top 10 prospects list. And I talked about this just a minute ago. There's a lot of names here in the honorable mentions, and it's a lot deeper in this area than it's been in quite some time. So uh, a lot of names that I listed here in my honorable mentions, some I just kept off because I didn't want it to be like a 12, 15 player honorable mention. So I just listed some of the few guys who I think have maybe the higher upside or are having some of the uh, better years for their programs or clubs, wherever they may be at this point right now. Uh, But starting off my honorable mentions, I have Colton Dock. 2021 second round pick. Of course, the younger brother of Kirby, who was dealt to the Montreal Canadiens this past summer in exchange for two draft picks. The Blackhawks turned those into uh, Ryan Green and Frank Nazar. But for Doc, it's been a really, uh, really tough year for him, unfortunately. Started all the way back in the prospect showcase against the Minnesota Wild in one of those scrimmage games. Doc suffered the first concussion of his season, forced him to miss the the rest of the prospect showcase and also the beginning of the season for the Kelowna Rockets where he had been named the captain of that club. He returned to action, but then unfortunately suffered another concussion, missed more time in Kelowna, uh, returned just before the World Juniors where he ended up making Team Canada's final roster, credit to Colton, but he suffered a 
gruesome looking arm slash shoulder injury that was reminiscent of Kirby's injury when he was captain for Canada at the World Juniors. Another scary moment there for us Blackhawks fans. Fortunately, it looks like Doc avoided anything serious, uh, but we're not sure exactly when he's going to be returning to action at this point. But when he does, he's now going to be suiting up with the Seattle Thunderbirds along with two Blackhawks prospects in Nolan Allen and Kevin Korchinski. Second trade for Doc in his junior career. He was originally part of the Saskatoon Blades, got traded to Kelowna last season, and now he's been moved to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Unfortunately, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy this year. He's only gotten 17, uh, excuse me, he's only gotten 14 games in, but he's tallied 17 points in that span, nine goals and eight assists. I've always talked about how the goal scoring, I think, is the best asset for Colton Doc, and that shot of his probably. Um, it gives him the best chance of making it to the NHL level. I'm a little concerned about his speed and his skating ability, um, but I do think he has the offensive ability to keep rising through the ranks. Hopefully he'll be able to get back on the ice here sometime soon. Another honorable mention, Nolan Allen, as I just referenced, got traded to the Seattle Thunderbirds from the Prince Albert Raiders, where he was also the captain of that club. First round pick for the Blackhawks back in 2021, kind of controversially was named to Team Canada's World Junior roster, but again, for me, it was just kind of a meh performance out of Allen, and that's just kind of what I've thought of him so far in his Blackhawks tenure. Just eh, and kind of leaves me more to be desired with. Now, to be honest, I do think I'd look at him in a bit of a different light if he was selected in the third or fourth round where he probably should have gone. I still believe he can be a solid defensive defenseman. I just don't think there's a ton of upside in without really much offense being part of his game, he's going to have to be a rock and an anchor defensively to give himself a chance. Now, that's the nature of his game and the strengths of his game, but he's going to have to improve on that and continuously improve on that to give him a chance to make it to the next level. Um, I don't know. The jury's still out on Nolan Allen. I don't know if he's going to be an NHLer, um, but he has been doing good things both when he was with Prince Albert and so far in his career with Seattle. So threw him on the honorable mentions list, even though he's never really even come close to sniffing the top 10 for me. Uh, Next, another honorable mention we have is Samuel Savoy, quickly becoming a fan favorite here in Chicago, even though he's certainly still a few years away from even having hopes of making the NHL. But Savoy was a third round pick for the Blackhawks back in the 2022 NHL draft, 81st overall, and he is crushing it with the Gatineau Olympiques of the QMJHL right now. He's got 41 points in 38 games, 18 goals, and 23 assists. Now, when the Blackhawks drafted him, they weren't really thinking much of his offense. It's all about what this kid does away from the puck, the intensity, the the battle, the compete level. I mean, he's trying to run through everyone, every single shift. He has a smile on his face while he's doing it. He's a full-blown goon and he's fully aware of it. And that's what I love about Samuel Savoy. He knows his game. He knows what he has to do in order to help his team out. We saw it in the preseason when he was getting some action, and he's just flourished offensively with Gatineau. Now, I don't think he's ever going to be the most lethal offensive player, but perhaps he has more in his repertoire there than anyone had even expected. So credit to Samuel Savoy for having a monster offensive season so far with Gatineau, which is gotten him boosted up into a top six role for the majority of this season. 
Next, I have Alec Regula, who was a 2018 third-round pick for the Detroit Red Wings that the Blackhawks acquired a few seasons ago now uh, in exchange for Brendan Perlini. Still, even though Regula has yet to step on the scene, I think everyone agrees that was a really good trade for the Chicago Blackhawks. Regula, you know, the last two seasons, he's gotten some time at the end of the year to kind of prove himself to be ready to be a full-time NHLer. I kind of expected him to get more action up in the big leagues in the first half of the season, only four NHL games so far, kind of hit a lull down in Rockford, but he's found his game a little bit here as of late. Now tallied 16 points in 32 AHL games, five goals and 11 assists. I I just like, personally, I like Regula's mold and the type of game that he plays. The Blackhawks need big right-handed defensemen. They have a lot of big defensemen in the pool, but most of them are left-handed defensemen. Regula is one of the big right-handed shots with size in this prospect pool. And I also think, you know, I don't think he's going to be a gifted offensive player and probably not someone who ever even puts up like 30 points in a year if he does become an NHLer. But I like his offensive instincts. He's shown he's capable of running a second power play unit, even though he probably doesn't have a future there with Kevin Korchinski and Seth Jones in the organization. I just think Alec Regula, if he can play to the top of his game, he's a good third pairing defenseman. And I wouldn't count him out despite there being a number of Blackhawks defensemen trying to, to take that jump here, not only this season, but the next couple of years as well. Don't count Alec Regula out. I do really like this kid's game. I also have Gavin Hayes, another third-round pick in 2022 by the Blackhawks, 66th overall. He's crushing it with the Flint Firebirds of the OHL so far this year. 43 points in 42 games, a really gifted goal scorer, 24 goals so far this year. Uh, I wasn't really all that thrilled with what I saw out of Gavin Hayes at Prospect Development Camp, but you know he's put all that to bed with how well he's been playing for Flint, been a top-six guy there. Could be another really solid middle-round pick for the Blackhawks. Sam Renzel's another guy I got in my honorable mentions. The third first-round pick that the Blackhawks had in the 2022 NHL draft went 25th overall. Blackhawks were able to do that by taking on Peter Morazic's contract from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Renzel is still playing with the Waterloo Blackhawks of the USHL. He's not going to be playing collegiate hockey till next season with the University of Minnesota. He's one of the youngest players in the 2022 NHL draft. So far this year, he's got 20 points, uh, four goals, and 16 assists in 29 games. Still going to be a long ways until we even think about Sammy Renzel being an NHLer. Um, <clears throat> he's a long-term prospect for sure, but with his size and skating ability and the offensive awareness, if he can figure it all out these next few seasons, the ceiling could be really high for that kid. Then I also have Ilya Safanov, who was a sixth-round pick in 2021, but has been doing a lot of good over in Russia. He's actually the captain at 21 years old for Akbar's Kazan. He's got 23 points uh, in 50 games so far this year, 12 goals and 11 assists. I think someone to not forget about who could be a, a bottom-six guy who's playing professionally. He's been playing pro the last two years over in Russia. The one worry is just whether or not, you know, he's ever going to leave there. Then I also have Wyatt Kaiser, someone who has kind of regularly been inside the top 10 for me the last couple of years, dropping down to an honorable mention. Third round pick for the Hawks back in 2020. Big part of why he's kind of fallen a little bit for me. 
I don't want to put too much emphasis on one season because I still do believe in Wyatt Kaiser's talent, but he's only got seven points in 22 games for Minnesota Duluth this year. Three goals and four assists. This comes after having 19 points in 34 games for them as a sophomore last season. I really thought this was going to be kind of a explosive type season for Wyatt Kaiser, and that just hasn't happened for the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Hopefully Wyatt can close out the year on a higher note because, quite frankly, I've been a little disappointed with the numbers that he's put up this year. And then last, I have Victor Sternborg, 2021 fourth-round pick, who most recently served as the captain for Team Sweden at the World Juniors, scored a big game-winning goal to move them on to the semifinals. Uh, he's playing currently over in the SHL with the Vax Joe Lakers. He's got four points, all assists in 27 SHL games. This is a guy who's never going to be known for his offense, but is already very responsible defensively, has a really high motor and provides a lot of energy, a potential bottom six piece for the Blackhawks, a guy who's known for that part of his game. Never a bad idea to have one of those prospects in the pool. So that kind of sums up my Honorable mentions here, two other guys I'll quickly throw out. Paul Ludwinski, who's been named the captain of the uh, Kingston Frontenacs after Shane Wright was traded. He's having a pretty solid year for Kingston, even though uh, as a whole, their year hasn't gone very well. And then also Landon Slager from Notre Dame, kind of like Wyatt Kaiser is having a down junior season for the Fighting Irish. Offensive numbers have not been good for Slagert. Um, but the Blackhawks apparently are not too worried about that. I think they still have plans to give him an ELC either after this year or after he finishes up his senior season next year. So that's what I got for my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings, folks. That's my honorable mentions, I should say. Coming up in just a moment, I will kick off the top 10 of my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers join today to get started with $150. worth of free bets guaranteed whether you win or lose. All you have to do is put $5 down. You just got to sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with the same game parlay feature, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, Don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 worth of free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book of the NFL. Back here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, just wanted to say first, thanks again to everyone out there for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Now, For your second listen, make sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL Prospects podcast, which is your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. Plus, you can also get NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects right now, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment two, let's pick up right where I left off, folks. I just finished naming all of my honorable mentions for my midseason Blackhawks prospect rankings. 
Getting into the fun stuff now, folks, starting off with number 10 is Aiden Thompson, who also came in at number 10 prior to my season in my preseason Blackhawks prospect rankings. Thompson was a third round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2022 NHL draft. They actually had a slew of third round picks, four of them, I believe, but Thompson was actually the last one that they took in the third round at 90th overall. But boy, am I excited about this kid's future. He is 20 years old already. He was an overager. He's now playing his first year with the University of Denver, one of the best programs in all of college hockey. They were uh, number one for a large portion of the season until recently. And Thompson, he's been playing a big role for them. He did miss the beginning of the season, unfortunately, due to a knee injury that actually stemmed from uh, the United States World Junior Camp. And whispers out of that camp, even though Thompson wasn't expected to make the roster due to his performance throughout camp and throughout practices, sounded like he was, you know, quietly going to find his way onto the final team. The knee injury ultimately cost him that opportunity, though, forced him to miss the beginning of the season. But since he's been back, he's been nearly a point-per-game player for the Pioneers. 17 points in his first 18 collegiate games, 5 goals and 12 assists. Started off the year on the third line, but with his offensive production being so nice recently, uh, he's been bumped up to the second line in the past few games. And a big reason why the Blackhawks drafted him, too, is he went absolutely bananas with the Lincoln Stars in the USHL the season prior. He had 82 points in 57 USHL games. And when I saw him at Blackhawks Prospect Development Camp and at the Prospect Showcase against the Minnesota Wild, I think the thing that stood out, me the, stood out to me the most about Aiden Thompson is how fast he thinks the game, how quick his in- instincts are. The awareness and the puck movement and the understanding of what he has to do to get a job done like that, it's at a high level. He can make plays that I think can translate to any level. Quick outlet passes, a quick little tap play in transition to get his team going in the other direction. Those were the things that Aiden Thompson really did well to me. He recognized plays very well. When he saw an open man, he found him with the pass. When it was an opportunity to shoot, he shot it. His game awareness and the ability to recognize what was going on on the ice, it was undeniable. That was the thing that stood out the most to me about Aiden Thompson, along with all his offensive gifts. I do think he's probably going to have to put on a little bit of weight and add some more muscle if he wants to become an impact player at the NHL level. He's only listed at about 170 pounds right now, standing five foot eleven. So he's definitely going to have to get stronger. But I think those quick little breakout type plays and the way he thinks the game on the fly, I think that's always going to give him a chance. I've really liked what I've seen from him so far in his time with the Pioneers. So that's why I have Aiden Thompson remaining at number 10 on my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. And I'm really excited to see how this kid is going to grow over the next couple of years. Next up, coming in at number nine is 2022 second round pick Ryan Green, who was an honorable mention in my preseason Blackhawks rankings. He's currently a freshman at Boston University, and he's gotten off to a great start to his collegiate career with 20 points in his first 21 games, six goals and 14 assists, playing mostly as the third-line center for the Terriers. He's been popping up all over the Hockey East Conference. I think he's been named 
uh, freshman or rookie of the week, however they call it, uh, on a couple of different occasions already. And because of his uh, really impressive start with BU, Ryan Green nearly cracked Team Canada's final World Juniors roster, and he had a heck of a showing throughout the camp as well. They played two scrimmage games, and I think he scored in both of them. One of them was a two-goal performance, so he really did everything in his power to crack that final roster. Ultimately, unfortunately, wound up being one of the final cuts, but I don't think that should be... um, What's the word I'm looking for here? That shouldn't discourage anyone about Ryan Green, him not making Team Canada's roster. You know, going back three months ago, no one would have even expected him to make that team. But, you know, he showed that he could play a game at a high level against some of those best players and also against some of the best in college hockey as well. Really incredible start to his freshman season. Um, Probably going to be there for at least two, probably three, maybe even four years. You never know with these kids, but the numbers that he's putting up, uh, as an 18-year-old right out of the gate as a freshman in the third-line center role. Undeniably impressive stuff out of Ryan Green. That's why I have him coming into the top 10 on my midseason prospect rankings. Next up, coming in at number eight, is none other than Ethan Del Mastro, fourth-round pick for the Blackhawks back in 2021. He has just exploded the past couple of seasons, ever since he came on the Lockdown Blackhawks, excuse me, ever since he came on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, by the way, I should have uh, listed his title as former guest of the show, Ethan Del Mastro. It was really cool. I interviewed him before there was really any buzz around his name. He was just kind of a, you know, fourth, um, fourth round pick for the Blackhawks. He got added to Team Canada's World Junior roster that got played last summer. That was canceled because of COVID. I talked to him just after that. Didn't really play much of a role at all in that tournament. Was kind of used as Canada's seventh defenseman. But I talked to him at the time about how that experience kind of benefited him and how his first prospect development camp went. It was a really fun conversation. And to see Ethan Del Mastro grow ever since we talked has been really cool. I'd love to have him back on and talk about how everything's been since that first chat between us two. But yeah, no denying that this kid, his stonks have been headed in the right direction. Now a two-time gold medalist for Team Canada. I just talked about how last time around he was uh, not used in much of a role. He was the seventh defenseman. Same couldn't be said about this time around. Del Mastro was averaging... 25, 26, 27 minutes a game uh, in the biggest games of the tournament for Team Canada, playing on the top defensive pairing, being an anchor for them, six foot four, over 200 pounds, sturdy, physical, poised defensive defenseman. I think the poise is really what stood out to me about Ethan Del Mastro uh, in the preseason and at development camp. Doesn't rush into any passes, knows that he has outlets, knows that You know, he's not the best skater, but he trusts his skating to get him out of harm's way. It just feels, felt like he was constantly making the right decisions. And even if there was nothing there, he just made the simple play of chipping it out, chipping it out of the zone and living to fight another day. I'm really stoked about Ethan Del Mastro. I know the Blackhawks are super excited about his future as well. Uh, He's kind of bounced around now in junior hockey. He was recently traded from the Mississauga Steelheads, where he was the captain the last two years to the Sarnia Sting. He's only played five games there so far in Sarnia, but has his first goal with his new team. In total, Del Mastro's tallied 26 points in 27 games this year. That's been another reason why his stock has kind of risen 
so much is that offensively he's taken strides the past two years as well and has been nearly a point-per-game defenseman. I don't expect him to do that at the next level, but if he can contribute, you know, 20, 30 points a season, that's going to be a win for the Blackhawks at the end of the day because they drafted him to be a true shutdown defensive defender. Anything that he can offer offensively is going to be a bonus. He's been doing that the last couple of years. I was thrilled with how he played for Canada at the World Juniors, other than some bad penalties, uh, but still a young kid, still time to clean that up. I think Ethan Delmastro is going to be an NHL or one day when it's all said and done. That's why I have him jumping into my top 10 prospect rankings coming in at number eight. Coming in at number seven now is none other than goaltender Drew Comesso, who was seventh on my prospect rankings back at the beginning of the year. Second round pick for the Blackhawks in 2020. He went 46 overall, the second goaltender taken in that draft. He's now a junior at Boston University, believe it or not. Drew Comesso is an upperclassman. Where has the time gone? He's wearing an A now for the Terriers, by the way, on his mask. Don't see too many. Goalie's getting to rock a letter all that often, so pretty cool for uh, Drew Comesso. Teammates there with Ryan Green, who I just talked about a moment ago, obviously, but for Comesso, just burped. For Comesso, this is basically his third year as the starter for Boston University. He's really been the guy ever since he walked onto that program, but I think the thing that stands out to me about Comesso is just all the experience that he's racked up at such a young age. I mean, three-year starter already in college hockey. Played in a world junior. It got canceled, unfortunately, but played in a world junior. Played in in Olympic Games and played well in an Olympic Games. He's I, He played in a, a world, uh, world Cup? Why am I blanking right now? World Championship. Played in a world champion. I was like, World Cup? That doesn't sound like the right sport. Played in a world championship as well. I mean, for being so young, this kid has in abundance of experience. <clears throat> and I think for goaltenders, the reason why they take so long is you just need reps. There's so few goaltenders that come into the NHL right out of the draft or at 21, 22, 23 years old. It just doesn't happen that frequently because they need legitimate reps. It's a tough position to develop at. And Drew Comesso, not only has he developed really well, I've thought over the last three years since the Blackhawks drafted him, but he's just got such good experience at a lot of different levels, the college level, the world junior level, the Olympic level, the world championship level, playing internationally. I mean, this kid's got a lot under his belt already for still being a junior in college. The real question is whether or not he's going to stick around next year. I feel like he's a, you know, kind of in terms of Drew Comesso, maybe the numbers are a little bit down. He's got a 2.74 goals against average and 9.05 save percentage. Not terrible numbers to go along with a 12-4 and record. Um, his numbers, though, have been higher in the past couple of seasons. Was nominated for the Mike Richter Award as the best goaltender in collegiate hockey. Probably not going to win. Like, 80 goaltenders get nominated every year. Um, but the question is going to be, does Drew Comesso really have anything to prove at the collegiate level next year. Is he going to come back to be a senior? I don't think the Blackhawks would mind if he did that one bit. Again, he's probably just going to be, maybe they'd prefer him developing in Rockford, but he's probably going to go there one way or the other. One year isn't going to make or, or break, you know, the Black, especially where the Blackhawks are at right now as an organization. There's no rush for Drew Comesso to step onto the scene. So maybe um, he will go back for his senior year with the Terriers. We're going to have to wait and see. 
But I am excited about Drew Camesso. I, I think he's just gotten a lot of good experience at a young age, and he's performed really well for Boston University each of the last three, three years, taking advantage of all his opportunities. That's why I had him sticking at the number seven spot in my Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings. The last one I am going to talk about today is I'm going to leave the final five for part two. Coming in at number six on my Chicago Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings is defenseman Isaac Phillips, a 2020 fifth-round pick that has been on an incredible ascension the last couple of years. He's still only 21 years old, by the way, folks, and won't be 22 until October. Isaac Phillips is still a baby. And what's kind of crazy about this whole situation is if COVID didn't happen, I don't know if Isaac Phillips is here. I don't know if he would have developed the same because the reason why he joined the Rockford Ice Hogs and went pro um, so early is because he was playing in the OHL with the Sudbury Wolves. And the OHL was the one who had it the worst in terms of all of the junior, um, the Canadian junior leagues. They were the ones that got it the worst. They didn't play all season. So instead of just kind of hanging around, Isaac Phillips decided to go and play with the Rockford Ice Hogs. That led to him making his NHL debut at the beginning of last season. And most recently, we just saw him up in an 11-game stint with the Blackhawks, and he sure did look phenomenal. Looks like he could be an NHL defender every night right now. But ultimately, what's going on with the team? There's a lot of stuff you got to manage. Phillips wasn't getting in every game. They ultimately decided to send him back to Rockford a few days ago, even though, again, it's pretty clear that he could and should be uh, a full-time NHLer at this point. Again, no rush, though. But yeah, Phillips has just been on this incredible ascension. It's been really fun to watch. Um, Started with Rockford, you know, he had... um, 17 points in 26 AHL games. I apologize. I lost my spot in my notes. Three goals and 14 assists in 26 AHL games. And in the deeper and advanced metrics and stats, he was one of the best two-way defenders in the entire AHL. Him and Jakob Galvis both were up there. I guess Galvis was probably someone I should have had in my honorable mentions as well. Kind of just a forgotten man with the slew of defenseman prospects in the organization. Um, But for Isaac Phillips, really jumped out and had an incredible start down with Rockford, kind of forced the Blackhawks' hand, I think, to call him up because he was just their best defenseman down in the AHL. But one thing I also want to talk about with Isaac Phillips before I wrap this up is he's kind of, in a nutshell, what I believe is always so interesting about defenseman prospects. Because Isaac Phillips, when the Blackhawks drafted him, fifth-round pick, I mean, a late selection, not someone that when the Blackhawks drafted him, no one was like, this guy's going to be an NHL or we're going to see him in the NHL one day. Maybe the Blackhawks scouting department, maybe they were all high-fiving themselves when they selected Isaac. But I don't think anyone around the team expected Isaac Phillips, certainly not to be an NHL defenseman this early in his career. But it's interesting to me, when you look at a defenseman like Isaac Phillips, who's more physically mature right out of the gate. I just referenced six foot three, 200 pounds, known as a guy who can be rugged. Luke Richardson wanted him to play a little more of that style, but that's his game, being a physical, aggressive, defensive defenseman that's hard to play against. That's Isaac Phillips' game. And with him having that size and playing that style, 
with the NHL being a league of grown men, physical, tough to play against, you got to be gritty, you got to be able to get it done in your own zone as a defender. Isaac Phillips <clears throat> having that size was such, I feel like, such an advantage to him developing faster. And this is why defensemen are so hard to gauge because Ian Mitchell, by all accounts coming out of college, now part of this is Stan Bowman's fault for gaslighting him a little too much, but everyone thought that Ian Mitchell, even though he wasn't known as a very good defender, his offensive game was going to carry the way and keep him in the NHL, even though he was clearly going to have to learn the defending stuff on the fly. Well, Mitchell hasn't been, you know, so far in his career capable of putting up the offensive numbers that people thought he was going to be able to. And because he doesn't have the size, it's tougher for him to survive in the NHL right out of the gate when his offensive game isn't flourishing. And uh, as a defender, I, I know for a while there, the Blackhawks really liked drafting some of the smaller offensive-minded defensemen, Adam Boquist, Nicholas Bodan, Ian Mitchell. You have to be a real special talent offensively to get away with being a susceptible defender with subpar size at the NHL level. Isaac Phillips, not an offensive player, but do you know what he has? He has above average size and physicality. And that kind of helps him, I think, learn on the fly being a youngster that he can kind of lean on that being a bigger guy, whereas Ian Mitchell really can't. I don't know. I just think it's a fascinating case of how a defenseman like Isaac Phillips, who no one really expected ever to be an NHLer, certainly not at 21 years old, has rapidly ascended and has found <clears throat> and looked like a comfortable NHL defenseman so far in his short time up at that level, while Ian Mitchell hasn't really ever been able to sustain um, that point in his career so far. It's just interesting how defensemen work. Everyone develops at a different rate. Everyone is different. Just interesting, but there's no denying that Isaac Phillips in his development has been awesome. I think a lot of folks are excited about his future with the Blackhawks. He was an honorable mention for me at the beginning of the season. No denying that he was jumping in the top 10 this time. That's why I had Isaac Phillips coming in at number six. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, January 25th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow the show for free right now on your favorite podcast app and to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2 or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.